Welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes. And guess what? I have two guests on the show today. Two very special guests. Two guests that have done so much. And they were just a blast to talk to. So I have Dan and Lacey from the Swing Nation on the podcast today. You may know them from TikTok. You may know them from their Swing Nation podcast. Either way, they are doing huge things with the swinging lifestyle. And they're having a blast doing it. And this was such a joy to talk to them. And I know you guys are going to be very interested in this episode. So without further ado, guys, here's Dan and Lacey this week on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking. Where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking. Find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking. Fascinating interviews. TikToking, a TikToking. TikToking with Kevin Hughes. Welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes, and today I have two very special guests. I have Lacey and Dan from the Swing Nation. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. So let me start off with kind of where you guys are from and um, how you guys met. So I'm originally from the Southeast U.S., and uh, I'm from mm-hmm. the New England area, so we're kind of we're kind of from different parts of the world. We are. Uh, and so when we first started yeah. in the, the swinger and lifestyle, our screen names have always been uh, Northern Guy and Southern Girl, and that's is kind of carried over to, to TikTok and, and our podcast as well. So have you guys? So you guys were both in previous marriages, if I heard correctly on TikTok. Yeah, that's correct. So we both were married before, both got divorced, mm-hmm. um, both entered the swinging lifestyle. Um, as singles. Well, he was in a previous relationship as a swinger and then they broke up and he became a single in the lifestyle and I was a single and we both had profiles on SLS, which is swinglifestyle.com. And he happened to be in my area, like my town working. And I sent him a message because I thought he was cute. And <laughs> yeah, she, she sent me a message and said, Hey, you're a single guy. Uh, you know, and you're, you're in the lifestyle when the same age in the same town. How, how do I not know you? And I'm like, well, you don't know me because I'm actually not from here. I was traveling for work at the time. I said, but if you'd like to get to know me, uh, <laughs> I would uh, I would uh, support that. You guys were uh, both in the lifestyle b- uh, prior to this, or you said just you, Dan, and you began when you got with Dan, Lacey? No. So I, uh, my backstory is a guy I was dating took me to a swinger club. We thought it was a sex club. We hmm. thought that you could just go watch people have sex or we could have sex. And people go watch. We didn't realize it was a swingers club, but we had made some pretty like definite rules and boundaries before we walked in. And we got in there, and he was extremely uncomfortable, and I was all about it. So we left, um, and we didn't pursue that at all. And probably about a month or two later, our relationship kind of fizzled out. It had nothing to do with that. It was you know that was irrelevant. But I was always intrigued by it. And so after we broke up, I really started researching it and listening to podcasts. And that's where I heard about um, some of the websites for swingers. And so I literally just made a profile and became a unicorn in the lifestyle, which is a single female. Yeah. And for me, I was dating. Okay. I was dating a girl. um, And through conversations with her, it came up that her and her ex-husband had been swingers, had been in the lifestyle. 
Uh, and I was very interested and curious about that. And she was like, why, is that something you would want to try? And I'm like, do you know me? Of course that's something I'd want to try. So we, again, we got, <laughs> we got on the websites and made a profile and we met a few couples, not, you know, nothing major, but we, we did, uh, you know, exchange, you know, swap with a few couples. Uh, we broke up for reasons had nothing to do with swinging. Um, and kind of like Lacey, I was hooked at that point. So, uh, I just changed our profile from a, a couple's profile to a single male profile and, and, uh, stayed, stayed doing it. Now, what was that conversation like between you two when you decided this is what you want to do? Was it really hard to kind of start that conversation just because, you know, you felt like you had to be monogamous or anything like that? Or were you guys pretty loose and open about it? Extremely loose and open <laughs> about it. So we didn't like immediately jump into a relationship. It took four or five months, would you say? Yeah. So because I wasn't from her hometown and I was, we were kind of long, long distance. eight hours apart. And so both of us were like this, you know, we're not going to do the long distance thing. That's not going to work. But, you know. We were drawn to each other. We had an initial spark. And so that led to a lot of long conversations about, well, if you ever got into a relationship <laughs> with somebody, a serious relationship, what would that look like? Would you be swingers? Would you be non-monogamous? Do you think you could be in a monogamous relationship? Uh, and so we spent hours and hours on the phone. And they were almost like hypothetical questions. They right. weren't really questions in regards to us. We were really just good friends and getting to know each other, knowing that if he came back to my city, because he did travel there often, that we would probably hang out again. But it was never, it was never like we wanted a relationship with each other. It was more of, wow, I found somebody that kind of gets it, that I can talk to about these things. But eventually we slowly like kind of, like we kind of fell for each other. Would you say that? Yeah. He was definitely not as eager to jump in a relationship as I was because he was he's more of the realistic type. He's like, we live eight hours apart. This is not going to work. So we decided to be in an open relationship. That's kind of was our way of keeping each other, but still like being true to who we were. We thought an open relationship would be easy. Was not. <laughs> We failed. Would you say, babe? No, oh, we failed miserably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was didn't, awful. didn't work at all. It was so, awful. An, you know, an open relationship is, you know, when she essentially what we said is when we're not together, you can do whatever you want, right? You you can have you know boyfriends, girlfriends in your hometown. You can see them. You can date them. But when when we're together, we'll just be together, and then you know we won't be concerned with what the other is doing when we're not apart. And we just that just didn't work for us. There was mm-hmm. too much jealousy issues or you know insecurities just and a lot we were of also falling in love with each other right. so that's really hard to fall in love with each other while he's like hey i'm going to hang out with this girl and i would be like devastated because i mean even though i said it was okay it didn't feel okay does that like kind of make sense it just was a very very hard and so i think probably maybe a month or so in i looked at him and i was like this isn't gonna work like that we either need to go our separate ways and call it now, or we need to figure something out. And so we took a really hard look at what we were doing, and we basically said, "Okay, we're going to be monogamous for a while. Let's just let's just figure out what we have, and then we'll work on introducing others if that's what we want." And so we did. We joke that forty-five days monogamous. <laughs> we did about forty-five days monogamous. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we, we changed, you know, like my schedule around so I could travel to be with him more. We just, I think we really just figured out what exactly we wanted from this. And I think once we kind of like stopped and really decided if this is what we wanted and made good boundaries, good rules, I think things from there just kind of blossom very, very quickly. 
Would you agree? Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I would say it. And then a year and a half later, we were married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys get asked this all the time, and I already know your answer, but I would like the listeners to, to hear That's the fine. answer as well. But is it really hard when you're in that lifestyle not catching feelings for somebody else in any emotional way? Yeah, so that's it's a complicated question, right? Because, and and I think we, even we sure. have gone that our answer to that question has morphed, right? Because you say, do you catch any feelings? And the truth is, a lot of the people we engage with, the people that the couples that we swap with and have sex with, we do have feelings for them because they're they're our friends and we care about them. Um, and you know, to say that you know we have no feelings for them wouldn't be truthful. Um, I think the difference is we aren't looking for. A romantic relationship with anybody else but each other um and and i, I don't i haven't had issues keeping that separate i think i haven't either i think all parties know um what what we want and what we want to get out of this you know these friendships and relationships we have with other people we have the boundaries set very clearly we have the expectations set very clearly um we don't blur those blur those lines at all no. like it's it's very black and white we you know it is what it is and we we're also have only been married for two years. Like I'm kind of obsessed with him at this point. Yeah. So I can't even imagine looking at someone and having those feelings. I'm just not in a, I don't allow myself to be in a mental place for that to happen. We also do all of our communication with couples, any potential couples, any couples that we have previously swapped with. We do all of that communication in a group messaging. It's very, very hard to like, flirt and fall for someone when he's reading the text messages. You know, I mean, if you're having sure. like side conversations, I can definitely see how that could happen. But when all four are in the same messaging, it's just really hard. We also don't do a lot of like sexing with people, would you say? I mean, we definitely share naughty pictures and talk about, you know, some naughty things, but it's never any hardcore it's just not, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, I guess, but I think we're just in the headspace where we're not looking for that type of relationship with other people and, and our boundaries are, are very clear. And it's the same for, you know, we get to know people before we engage with them and we make sure that they're looking for the same things that we're looking for. Um, so if you're not in that headspace, if it's not something you're even entertaining, um, it just it just doesn't really get to that point. Not for us anyway. Yeah, we're very much emotionally monogamous, 100%. Would you agree? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, we have emotions for other people, but it's not romantic emotions mm-hmm. that you would commonly think of when you say, how do you not fall in love with somebody? Now, do you feel like, because I've heard this from another couple um, in the lifestyle, and they kind of say sex for them is more of like a fun activity. It's not really intimate to them, like for other people. Uh, so that's why it's easier for them to do that with other people. But there are certain things they keep for themselves, like the kissing part or uh, certain more things that they do that is more intimate towards them. Would you kind of feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, we, we kiss, <laughs> we actually love kissing other people, but, uh, yeah, sex with your partner, sure. with the person you love is definitely different than sex with other people. Uh, I think why, you know, the reasons when people ask us, why are we swingers? Why are we doing this? If our, you know, do we not have a good sex life and things like that? And I think we have an amazing sex life. It's just, you know, in this lifestyle, you can explore your, sexuality and, and explore things that you just can't there's things you can't do with two people that you can do with four or can do with six um and it's it's fun to do those things uh we like the environment we like doing it in front of other people in group settings um 
it's just a way for us to explore our sexuality and I think to express our sexuality and just to be open and free and have fun. Um, but we have an amazing sex life. I mean, we have sex almost every day, uh, you know, and it's, it's good sex and it's, you know, we're very passionate with each other. Sex with other people is different. It, you know, and again, it's not like you're saying, it's not, it's not as intimate. That's probably true. Um, but we don't, I don't think we really are afraid of intimacy. Like we don't set rules about no kissing or, you know, um, it just, I think because we know what it is going into it and this is just a way to explore and have fun. Um, that's kind of how it ends up being. Let's start off with your TikTok a little bit. Did you start TikTok for this reason to share, I guess, what you guys do in the lifestyle and, uh, I guess, begin your journey with everything you guys have going on? Cause you have a lot going on and I want to get into that, but is that kind of why you started the TikTok to begin with? No, not really. Um, it very quickly morphed okay. into that, but Dan was out of the country and we we don't play separately. We do everything together. And we kind of needed like a naughty outlet. We needed something because we weren't having sex. We weren't doing anything. We needed something to fulfill that. So he was like, let's make an OnlyFans. We, you know, swingers pretty much, like a lot of swingers take pictures. They take video. They share it. It's kind of part of it. So putting it online wasn't too far-fetched. We, were already, we already had tons of pictures and tons of videos and stuff. So I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. You know, if this is what makes him happy and this, <laughs> we just needed something. So we did it. And then of course she started researching, how do we get people to see our OnlyFans? And he determined that TikTok was the best way to do it. Yeah. So we made our first TikTok and yeah. it blew up and like overnight. Uh, I think our third, like our first video hit like 200,000 in 24 hours we had a video hit 11 million views in just a few days. None of them showed our faces. But very, very quickly, people in my hometown started figuring it out. They knew it was me. There was no way. I, I born and raised in the same town. I'm still there now. They all knew it was me. And my family members were reaching out. And I was devastated. Very devastated. We took it all down. I cried to him. He wasn't there. He was away. I cried out. You know... But once that cat's out of the bag, you can't put it back in. We actually took down all of our TikToks yeah. and canceled everything. And I guess a few weeks went by and I figured, I guess the emotions kind of, you know, settled. And I went back to him and I said, okay, I'm sorry. You were right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So we restarted the TikTok. He didn't think that we would be able to get success again. We kind of thought it was like one and done. That was our only shot, but lightning struck again and it took off again. Um, and this time we, it, we very quickly switched our focus from the OnlyFans to talking about us being swingers. We realized very quick that people just wanted information and they wanted to know about our lifestyle. They were like searching for anyone to tell them about it, to give them info. And so I would say within the first month or so, we didn't really care about OnlyFans anymore. That was irrelevant. We weren't, you know, we weren't making a ton of money. It was just like something there on the side. So that's kind of how it all started. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. So when I saw you guys for the first time, I can't remember if it was a video. I think it might have been one of your lives. I immediately like was intrigued because I, I didn't know much about the lifestyle. And so now... It pops up every time you guys are on or Lacey, you're on, mm -hmm. it like pops up and I'm always like, oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. And 
and it's so interesting to me. And then once I heard you guys had a podcast, I jumped in and I've listened to every episode of your guys' podcast. Oh, it's fantastic, by the way. Thank you. And it, yeah, and I think it's so cool how open you guys are and how willing you are to answer questions, even if it's some type, uh, some type of criticism towards you. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are willing to take that and say, look, this is why we do this and this is how we are adjusted to this. And how did the whole podcast thing kind of come into play once when it was it after the whole TikTok and people just started asking questions or? yeah so she blew up on TikTok and and you know once you get over a thousand followers or whatever on TikTok you can go TikTok live um and you know that's what you're talking about and so you sit on live and and what happens is people are you know you hit people's for you page people that don't know anything about swinging don't know who you are and so they'll come into your live and here you're talking about swinging and they'll start asking questions um, you know, and, and maybe they'll watch your live for a minute or two and then they scroll on. So what, what ends up happening because of that is you get the same questions over and over and over again. How do you not get jealous? How do you not fall in love? What do you do if your kids find out? Just all these same questions just repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. And, you know, on TikTok, it's really hard to, because, you know, of community uh, guideline violations and stuff like that, it's really hard to deep dive into some of those issues um, and really explain it to somebody. Um, and so actually through people that were following us on TikTok, they kept saying, Hey, you should do a podcast. And so you can explain some of these things. And so when people keep asking the same questions, you can refer them to your podcast for the answers. Uh, and you know, we thought about that. I didn't know anything about podcasting, didn't know anything about equipment, had no, didn't, you know, couldn't tell you what the, which end of a microphone was the end you spoke into, uh, but did a lot of research because I thought it was a genuinely good idea, um, and kind of delved into it and, and we launched it and it, it very quickly took off and, uh, you know, it's been, um, it's been successful for us and it's also been a good resource, you know, and it's so handy that now that when we get those questions and people are asking, we can just say, Hey, go listen to episode four, go listen to episode 22, you know, and, and if you really are curious about this, go find the information here. Uh, you know, we can hit some highlights there on TikTok, but we're very limited in what we can and can't say. So being able to refer them back to the podcast has been great. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Like I was saying, and, and one thing I noticed, you guys always have some sort of event going on. <laughs> And I kind of want I, I kind of want to know about like mm-hmm. how all of these come about because I mean it seems like one week you said you were going to like Mexico and then Atlanta <laughs> and then I'm just like how do, do you guys do that I mean that, that so I uh, I had a live show in in July um, a month ago and I had to put it all together I had to write the show it was in a theater I had TikTokers that flew out and were in and part of my show and that was rough I mean I. I worked my ass off for months getting this together. And I hear you guys planning event after event after event. And I'm just like, how do you do it? I would go insane. We don't know. (laughs) Well, we do luckily, um, going back to the OnlyFans, it did, it did eventually take off. And so because of that, now we do have two employees um, that help us. And we also have a business partner now. And so a lot of help is correct. I mean, a lot of help. That's how we do it. Dan still works full-time, so it's hard, but we somehow are managing. But you're right. Um, we have an event at least once a month. At this point, we're pushing twice a month. We're not ho- we're not throwing all of the events. Some of the events we are definitely hosting, so we just show up and look pretty, basically. Because what we found is the, more, the bigger we've gotten, now all of these swinger clubs, all of these like swinger events, they want us to come. Because... When you think of swingers, a lot of people think of, like, the 70-year-old with the mustache, you know, like, the older generation of swingers. <laughs> and so, Dan and I have kind of become the face of, like, a younger ver- like a younger generation of swingers. 
So these events and clubs see us and they want us to come and they want us to bring our friends so that they have these younger swingers at their events. So that's kind of how it all has happened. It blew up very, very quickly. In the beginning, we couldn't get clubs to call us back. We would want to come and we would call and call and call and they wouldn't answer our phone calls or wouldn't return them. And now we're having to be super selective on where we even choose to go. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's to Lacey's point, uh, the good thing is we're not organizing all the events. Yeah. Uh, we, a few of them are ours, and we are organizing okay. them. But most of them, it's other other groups that are throwing the event, and they've just invited us to, mm-hmm. to it. Um, so, you know, that still takes some work on our end, but not as much work as if we had to do all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, probably one a month we're throwing, and one a month somebody else is, so... Like, we're going to something tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow, we're going to an event that somebody else is hosting. We're just showing up. But then, at the end of the month, we're doing a Secrets Takeover, which is in Kissimmee, Florida. And um, that's our... We're doing a one-year podcast anniversary party. So, we rented out the entire resort. So, that's a big... That's a big event for us. Yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. So, you guys are going on one year of podcasting, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just recorded our 52nd podcast yesterday, so... We're excited. It's been a crazy year. Oh, very cool. <laughs> you guys are my 52nd episode. Oh! <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Weird coincidence. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy most out of all of all of this stuff going on? Like, do you enjoy the TikToking, the OnlyFans, the podcasting, the events? Like, what's the most fun for you? Events, but they're also a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but a lot of fun as well. The TikToking is work at this point. <laughs> it's a work. It's kind of like a means to an end. We have to do it to yeah. um, to kind of get here. But I think the events, because we actually get to meet people, we get to like hug people and say, I didn't know what swinging was, and now we're doing it, and it's amazing. We have the best relationship now because of it. Like That means a lot to me when we hear that. Um, also... For me personally, I'm not a, like a teeny tiny girl. I'm your average size, you know, normal 38 year old mom. And so for women to see me and see that I'm not, you know, a size two and not perfect, but yet I can still wear lingerie and be proud of myself and, and give them the courage to do that. That's, that's really fun for me as well. Yeah. It's hard to beat traveling and, and, and going to resorts <laughs> and places yeah, like that and is. having, you know, naked pool parties. I mean, that's, it's definitely sure. uh the more enjoyable um, <laughs> side of our business, but uh, it, it's all fun. I think, you know, like Lacey's saying, when, whenever, you know, we get an email or a message or a DM and it says, you know, Hey, we stumbled across your TikTok, your podcast. And, you know, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, me and my husband are exploring this and, you know, our, our marriage is so much stronger now. And, you know, we can't thank you enough for standing up and talking about this. Uh, you know, I think those little messages that we get, make all the work worth it and it, it definitely you know to me that's the kind of the highlight uh there's been several times where we've been at events and you know there's 100 200 people there and uh you know and it's like wow like we we did this like this is crazy and it's you know this is all in a year so it's it's crazy how far we've come and i don't know where it's going but uh i'm kind of excited to see see where it takes us yeah how about uh for work for you dan how how is that has it affected you at all has people in your place of work I don't know what you do but in your place of work uh have they noticed what you do and and the things you've done with social media and what you guys do in the lifestyle do they know all about that uh so yeah I don't talk about my work Lacey doesn't talk about her work and because 
you know, yeah. the stigma associated with the lifestyles is still very, very real. Uh, and so there's there's risks to putting your face out there and saying, hey, I'm a swinger, I'm an anonymous, anonymous person, I'm having sex parties, I'm going to events and, and doing all these things. Um, and that's a real risk to, to my job. I assume I've been told that people have contacted my work and told them what I do. Uh, we've been threatened with that. And, and so I assume my, my work knows um, they have not addressed it with me. They have not brought it to me. Uh, you know, they haven't had conversations with me about it. And I, I actually prefer that. So when I go to work, I, you know, I do what I have to do at work and, and try to be, you know, as professional as I can be. Um, but honestly, you know, what we do outside of work, it doesn't affect, you know, what I do at work. It's two totally um, different worlds. Uh, but, you know, Lacey, she had the same thing. Her work was contacted. People sent screenshots of her OnlyFans stuff to her her boss. You know, they did a huge investigation. They said that, you know, it wasn't going to be an issue or a problem. It then very quickly became kind of a hostile work environment for her uh, to the point where she, she left that job um, and, and kind of has gone full-time with what we're doing, um, you know, on our other platforms. But, you know, it is a risk. Uh, you know, we have several friends that are going through custody battles with ex-spouses because they found out they're swingers. Uh, we do know people that have been fired from their job because they got they got outed as swingers. So, you know, it, it's it's something we're very passionate about and adamant about because we truly believe, you know, in sexual freedom. What happens in your bedroom is between you and your spouse, and as long as it's consensual adults that are participating in it, it's really not um, anybody's business. Um, your your job shouldn't be able to dictate uh, how you engage in sex. The government shouldn't be able to dictate how you engage in sex. Uh, courts and judges shouldn't have to, you know, shouldn't weigh how you engage in sex on whether or not you're a fit parent or not. Um, it's, it's stuff we're pretty passionate about because we have a lot of friends and even us personally that have been affected by that kind of stigma and those kind of that kind of discrimination. Um, but yeah, yeah luckily, um, I'm kind of on the tail end. I'm getting ready to finish up what I'm doing at my job, and you know, here in the next six months or so. Um, I'm going to move on and we're probably going to go full time, you know, doing events and, and, and doing what we're doing with podcasting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's very, you know, it's something that's always in the back of my mind. It's something I'm always worried about. And, you know, our goal is hopefully, you know, in, in a few years, the future generation of people that are non monogamous don't have to have those worries and concerns, um, you know, when they go to work every day. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I'm very confused on how they could even give anybody grief about something like that like you said it doesn't affect your work it doesn't happen in the workplace it's all at home on your own time so i mean i, I don't i don't see it any different from somebody going home and drinking a six-pack of beer a night or going mm -hmm. home and and you know doing something different I, I just don't see it i don't see how that can affect someone's um effect towards you i guess or or liking towards you or however you want to put it it just doesn't make sense to me and i don't know how people can live their life like that so it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean the truth is we all go home. Well, hopefully, not maybe not everybody, but a lot of us go home and engage in sex in some in some manner. Uh, <laughs> and and the truth is a lot of us probably don't want our bosses or, or, or you know coworkers to know or you know to have the intimate details of that. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of businesses and, and, and workplaces out there that have these morality clauses. And if um, they view swinging as not in line with the you know the morals of their company, they can fire people with these morality clauses just, just solely based on that. Uh, there's lots of states that have, uh, you know, have policies where you can fire somebody for any reason. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a real, a real stigma that exists out there. There's lots of swingers that, you know, probably would like to be more open about their lifestyle and, in, in, you know, be more open and honest with family and friends and stuff that this is something that they engage in and, and like and enjoy. And they're, you know, part of this community. 
Uh, but because of the risks that are associated with it, most of them won't. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. With your families and friends that aren't in the lifestyle, did they find out about it through all the social media stuff, or were they aware of this before? No um, one knew. We were so private. Kind of announced it. We were so private okay. um, in the lifestyle. Just like most people, we just didn't tell anyone. And when we made the TikTok, we, I guess we vastly underestimated the power of TikTok. And very, very quickly, they all found out. Um, my mom was sent my TikTok. My dad was told by another family member because my mom didn't want to tell my dad. So somebody else told my dad. Um, my ex-husband, everyone was told. And so at this point for me, Every, I assume everyone that knows me knows that I'm a swinger. However, I've been very fortunate. I was raised in a household with very loving, accepting parents, and they have loved me through this. Um, at first, my mom was like, what the hell is going on here? Because I guess I had <laughs> given her an image of me that she just, this was so far-fetched she couldn't imagine. But very quickly, she realized that I was the same girl that she knew my whole life. And it, just because... Dan and I sneak off occasionally and have, you know, fun parties doesn't change my heart and who I am. And so my mom and my dad are my biggest supporters, um, almost to the point where it's, I'm like, chill out, y'all. Okay. (laughs) But like, my dad's like, I'll wear your hat. I'll wear, you know, your merch. You know, he's just, my dad's 75 and an old hippie. So he's just proud of his daughter. So, um, and you know, I haven't lost any friends. I'm sure that I get talked about behind my back, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, the people that love me and care about me are in my life, and if they're not, then th- so be it. That's really a reflection on them, not on me. Yeah, and the same with me. Right. I assume, I don't know if my parents, the truth is my parents, almost like my my uh, my coworkers, have never approached me about it, have never brought it up to me. I know my sister knows. I know my children know. I know my ex-wife knows. Uh, and, you know, it, we've had conversations with all them and and overwhelmingly they've all been pretty supportive. Uh, But it's one of those things, um, you know, I think it's, you know, people when they find out we're in the lifestyle, their initial uh, reaction is they're in shock. Um, And then that, that shock kind of is followed by concern. There's a lot of people that are like, well, is there something wrong with your relationship? Like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, are you guys okay? Like, is it something you need to talk about? And then once we they kind of figure out like, oh, no, they're doing this because they genuinely like this is the way their relationship works and, and, and they they enjoy it. Then it's curiosity. And, you know, then they want to know, like, what are these parties and how does that work? And, and how do you talk to people? And, and you people, they start getting very, very curious. Um, and so it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, and but I think like what Lacey's saying, overwhelmingly, once people find out and realize that we've been doing this for, you know, seven, eight years now in total, uh, that they're like, oh, it's just it's just you guys. Like, it's just part of you. And, and they, they kind of get over it um, once the initial shock wears off. Well, and that's extremely comforting to hear that your family's so supportive, especially for you, Lacey, because mm-hmm. I, think, I think we all in some way act like a different person in front of our parents yeah. it, just because you want that, you want them to be proud of you, you know, and you think if you're, if you give them some sort of indication that's going to let them down, they're not going to be proud of you anymore. So to hear your parents, like no matter what you're doing, stop and say, 
hey, that's okay. We're here for you. We will support you 100%. We'll wear your hat. We'll wear your sweater. <laughs> yeah. I think that is amazing. That's absolutely amazing. It truly is. It is, and, especially. And you guys are really blessed that way, and that's awesome. We are, especially because some of our friends' family no longer talk to them because they're seniors. Like, it really makes us appreciate how lucky that we are that our families have been nothing but supportive. I would take a, losing a job over losing my family any day of the week. We've been very, very blessed, um, and and we get a lot of questions on TikTok about that. Like, what what would you what do your parents think? I bet they're proud. You know, they should be proud. I'm a good person. Who I choose to sleep with behind closed doors, with consent of my husband, has no bearing on who I am. Um, and I guess it's just such a double standard because cheaters' parents are probably real proud of them, but because I'm doing this, I deserve to not be proud of. I don't know. I guess that's like a sore subject for me. <laughs> no, and I totally understand that. It's It doesn't make sense. There's a lot of comparisons you can throw out there, like the cheating you said, or, um, you know, for some reason, guys, you sleep, guys, we sleep with a bunch of girls and we're, we're awesome, but a girl sleeps with a bunch of guys, they're hoes or they're, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just, there's just so much out there that just is misconcepted into something completely different and I think what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing and I'm super excited for you. And I'm, that's why I kept bugging you to come on this show because, you know, I've been, I've been so intrigued and honestly, I had never showed any sort of, um, uh, how do I want to put it? I never showed any interest in the lifestyle until I saw you guys. And now like I've discussed it with my wife and we, you know, we're thinking about it. It's, it's still a long conversation, but because of you guys and seeing, how comfortable you guys are and seeing what it's really like it has really brought it to our attention that there's more out there. You know, it's not just, it's not like it was in the fifties and sixties yeah. where it was very leave it to beaver, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just think what you're doing is great. And, and I, I want to know more. Like I want to know <laughs> what, what's coming up on the podcast. Like what, what, what more do you guys have coming? We just worked on our goals like yesterday, so it's really good timing for you to ask. Um, More events. We want to do a cruise. We want to um, maybe go to Desire in Mexico. There's just so many swinger resorts and places that we want to go so we can tell people about them. Um, Again, Dan's going to be full-time with us, so that's going to be a big deal. Um, We're going to live in the same house for the first time. That's a big deal for us. Uh, what else, babe? The podcast is going to continue. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is me, you know, transitioning from the job I have now to, to full time, uh, you know, doing this. Uh, it's going to give us a lot of opportunities, a lot of pressure, I think, uh, also. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's going to give us a lot of opportunities, um, you know, to throw some of our own events uh, to kind of go and, you know, do just what we're doing. But, um, you bigger. know, bigger, better. Um, you know, maybe we've talked about, you know, we have a YouTube channel and we haven't done much with it just because there isn't time. Um, but you know, there's a, you, you know, when we first started posting on TikTok, I think there was less than a hundred thousand videos with that swing talk hashtag, which is what all the, you know, if you know, swingers on TikTok, they use the swing talk. That's kind of the universal hashtag that everybody on TikTok uses. So there's somewhere around a hundred thousand or maybe mm-hmm. even a little less. Um, now there's almost 2 billion, uh, views on, on that, that hashtag. So there's a lot of curiosity out there. I think, you know, America and even the world as a, as a whole is very curious about this non-monogamy thing um, and very curious about swinging in, in general. 
Um, but people, because it's always been an underground community, people just, you know, if you didn't know somebody, you know, it was kind of like Fight Club. You know, you had to know somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody to kind of show you the way to get into the lifestyle. Um, now that, you know, there's people that are putting their faces out there and saying, hey, we are swingers uh, and this, this community is awesome. And there's all these fun things and cool places you can go and clubs and hotel takeovers. Um, I really think in a lot of ways, um, this, this community is going to grow and it's going to grow pretty rapidly. Um, and we just want to be part of that. You know, we want to go to the places we want to talk about it. We want to show people, you know, answer questions, you know, just kind of be a a face that's out there that can, can kind of be a connection for the, the everyday person out there that's curious about this lifestyle. Also the advocacy work is really, we've always talked about wanting to fight for our community, um, change laws break down barriers and you know the first year of doing this we desperately was looking for a way to do that and recently just in the last couple of months we've connected with the national coalition for sexual freedom and so working very closely with them this year to actually do good work and try to help with this is a big thing for us um we have a podcast coming out with the the founder and director of that. We have some projects coming up. So just to really, I guess we've been preaching it all year. So to actually finally do the work that we've been talking about is, it's exciting. And I meant to ask this earlier as well. Uh, does TikTok ever like try to ban you guys for some of the stuff that you say? Always. I got banned today. Like that? Do you have a lot of trouble with that? Yeah, I got banned today. Did you? Yeah. Um, so in the beginning, we were very much attached to our TikTok accounts. Um, we've learned now that um, they're... Disposable. Yeah, they are. Um, don't get too attached to one because then it'll go down. We are probably have the most followers we've had right now. But again, that could end tomorrow and we'd have to start all over again. TikTok is PG-13 to my knowledge. And so we very much are censored anything to do with sex, swinging gets um banned by community guidelines i get a lot of nudity bans but i'm i'm pretty i'm probably the most conservative swinger you're gonna meet as far as like my clothes and stuff i typically have a t-shirt on tank top shorts you know i'm not super um flashy with my clothes but somehow my stuff gets taken down for nudity all the time so we just kind of um we just try our hardest (laughs) to not get banned and know that it's probably going to happen. And when it does, we just start a new one the next day and keep going. I also have Snapchat. It gets down, gets taken down probably once a month. I have to make new Snapchats. Um, Instagram's gone down. It's all went down. We got a huge Facebook, we got a Facebook group with over 12,000 people in it. That's that, you know, we've had that taken down before. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a constant battle to try to keep um, platforms up in talking about this subject because, you know, because of community guidelines, we're, and we're truthfully trying to stay within the community guidelines. It's just because we it, really do. I mean, uh, if you see some girls that obviously not swinger girls, but just girls twerking in little and nothing, I've seen girls in pasties on there and that's totally fine, but I've been banned for wearing a sweatshirt. So it's, it's very hard. It's very, very frustrating because we're really not trying to break the rules. We try very, very hard to stay within them. We've changed words. We try to talk, you know, kind of in code. I also have a kid and I don't want him to scroll up and see me half naked dancing on a TikTok. So for personal right. reasons, I try to keep 
it PG-13, you know, for my own self, let alone TikTok. But yeah. it's just kind of part of the business, I guess. If, I mean, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it's just it's part of doing business in this in this space, unfortunately, on the social media platforms because of, um, you know, the I think part of it's the stigmas in the community guidelines. But I think also a part of it is we get it reported a lot because there's, you know, people that come across our page and see what we're sharing information about. If they don't like it, you know, they'll report us for anything. And unfortunately, you get enough people that report your account, your, your account's going to go down whether or not you're, you're you're actually violating. You know, those community guidelines are so vague. And so, you know, there's not, they don't give details on, they just say sexuality and nudity. Well, well, what does that mean? You know, she's not naked. And yeah, we're talking loosely about swinging, but not you're not nothing specific you know no. it's all very very vague and very you know nothing worse than you'd watch on a nightly tv show you know mm-hmm. what i mean so um it's frustrating we've lost multiple accounts that have been over a hundred thousand followers uh you know it, that takes a lot of work to get an account up to that point point so when it gets deleted and then not reinstated it's it's very frustrating but like Lacey said i think it's happened enough times now that we kind of just realize it's it's part of um part of what we do and it's just something we have to live with uh, and just keep keep uh keep doing what we do yeah now I know you said you had one child, Lacey. I do, yeah. Is that correct? Yes. And Dan has two. Is is he or she in... Okay. So mm-hmm. are your kids in school? Are they old enough? Yeah, so I have a 12-year-old. Dan has an 18 and a 17-year-old. Both from previous marriages. We okay. don't have any together. So have they encountered anything from what you guys do, whether it's bullying or people coming up to them saying, do you know what your parents do or anything like that? My son hasn't. Um, he is aware that I have a TikTok because he, somebody around him was watching one of my lives and he heard my voice. So he is aware that I have a TikTok. He is aware that I have a following. Um, but he, he knows that it's adult content related. Um, and that's it. He's 12 and his biggest question is how many followers do I have? That's all he cares about. He, he doesn't care what okay. I'm doing. Yeah. You know, he's just like, I want to go viral, mom. You know, like, help me figure out how to do this. Um, but he does not know we're swingers. We're very, very careful with him because he is from a previous marriage. We've never brought anyone into our home. I don't TikTok when he's in the home with me. So one week you'll see me all the time. And the next week you'll barely see me because it's less he's at school or something because I'm super particular about him. Um, so as of right now, he's not been told that I'm a swinger. Now I am fully aware that at some point he will be told. And we have him blocked on all social medias. And someday someone's going to show it to him. And I'm aware of that. And that's again... Like why I said that earlier, I try really hard to keep my um, TikTok suggested sexuality and not so much like in your face. Um, he might not understand what some of the words mean and he might have to come to me and ask me about that. But he's not going at 12 at this point. He's not going to be able to look at it and just know exactly. He knows I love pineapples. <laughs> he knows stuff like that. But I try very, very hard to keep my TikTok world a different than my being a mom world. I Two totally separate. Now, Dan's daughter found our TikTok. Yeah. So that my, was a story. <laughs> my daughter's 18, and she came across our okay. TikTok. And I think, you know, initially she was in shock. Um, and I, it was, um, you know, kind of an emotional event for her. Um, but we sat her down and talked to her about it. And, you know, we let her know. And... We talked to her about Lacey being bisexual. You know, my teenage daughter has has come to us and, and, and said that she's bisexual. Um, you know, so it, it ended up leading to a lot of good good conversation. Uh, what I will say about this next generation of children is they're much more, I think, aware of 
differences of alternative lifestyles. You know, my daughter has several friends that are trans or that are in the LGBTQ community. Um, and, and she's very accepting of that um, and very supportive of that. And so I think initially, you know, there was a shock factor to it. Um, but then once she kind of, you know, wrapped her head around it and, and kind of now understands it, she seems to be very, very supportive of it. I mean, we still have jokes. We'll see pineapples places and she'll kind of snicker and laugh and, you know, crack roll jokes and stuff and roll her eyes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and I think she's embarrassed that dad's, you know, online talking about this stuff just because <laughs> I'm her dad and that's embarrassing for her. Um, but, but overall, I think, you know, she's supportive that we're out here, you know, standing up and fighting for our community and trying to make change, um, you know, and she's, she, she gets it and she supports it. Um, you know, it's, it's a challenge and it's something people ask us all the time. If our kids know, and what would we do? And there seems to be this, you know, opinion that like our kids would hate us if they found out. But, uh, you know, so far the children that do know have been super supportive. And I think when the younger children, you know, get of age and kind of figure it out, I think I, I highly expect it to be the same kind of thing. Um, you know, the truth is we want to raise open-minded, you know, children. We don't want them to be afraid of sexuality. You know, we want them to come to us and have conversations about that stuff if they have questions, if they have concerns. Um, you know, when I grew up, my parents, we just didn't talk about sex and we figured it out through the internet and through, you know, exploration, exploring on our own. Um, you know, I want to have teenagers and children that, you know, if they have questions or concerns, they feel comfortable coming to me and talking to me about it. And so I think, you know, that's, we try to be good parents. I know we're not perfect, but, uh, I don't see how anything we do has a negative effect on them. And if anything, um, I think it's showed them that they, they can be open with us about things. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Um, so my wife and I were combined family as well. We both came from previous marriages with three kids each, and then we had one together. So we've got a little Brady Bunch going you on. You do. Over here. But, <laughs> but we, um, it's so insane to me, some of the stuff that our kids come home saying, whether it's the 10-year-old or the 16-year-old. Like, I'm like, how do you even know about this? Like, I, I didn't mm -hmm. even know any of this until I was, like, out of high school. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at, at the palm of their hands, they have a device that can, mm -hmm. they type in one, one word and it could bring up so many different mm -hmm. types of things in the social media. And every time I post a TikTok, you know, my son's texting me like, did you really have to do that, dad? That's embarrassing. You know? <laughs> so uh, that, and that's why I asked, cause mm -hmm. I was curious if, if how your, your kids have taken it, if they had seen any of your content and, no, and how it is. Cause my son's just obsessed with knowing how many followers I have. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if he knew how many we had, he would probably freak out because the first time he found out that I could go live, he was like, how did you get a thousand followers? Mom? What did you do? And I was like, I, I don't know. why." <laughs> and so it's, it's cute to see that. Um, that's what Dan was saying. He's like, I should teach him a few tricks about TikTok. He'll probably go viral too. <laughs> so, but we keep him very much separated from it very much. So we don't have any conversations about it. He does see a ring light occasionally, and he's like, what do you have that for? <laughs> but very, very separate. Well, this is awesome, guys. And I have a, a few lightning round questions that I like okay. to end the show with, if you guys are okay with that. Yeah, of course. Cool. We're, we're used to uh, lightning round questions. If you won... <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> if you guys won the lotto, what would be your first purchase? Boat. Really? Yeah. I would buy my mom and dad a house. Oh, that's nice. You're yeah. way sweeter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about what is your biggest pet peeve? With each other or in life? In life. When um, Dan talks about himself in 
third person. Is it first person or third person? Third person. Third person. He calls himself Dan all the time, and it gets <laughs> under my skin. Not my snoring? That's well, you, you, his snoring is right underneath them, but right now it's the Dan. I don't, my biggest pet. I don't, I don't know. I think the, as far as the, all this stuff goes, the, when people, the, the projection of, you know, some of these stigmas, when people, well, what's your body count? Do you take it in the back door? You know, we, we get those. I think because Lacey is a person that's, you know, presented herself as open about her sexuality, people think that they can treat her like a piece of meat or something like that and that that's okay. Um, and that very much gets underneath my skin. Thanks, babe. How about what's the funniest thing you've ever seen in another person's house? What do you got? I don't, I don't I have no idea. This is hard. <laughs> funniest thing you've seen in somebody's house. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have an answer to that. Wait, what funny things? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't have one for that. I don't either. <laughs> okay. That's okay. This is honestly the third time I've asked this question and the two people before both said like glass dildos. So oh, yeah. I guess a bunch of people have glass yeah. dildos like hanging oh. out. See, for that, that, that that's for, like, most of the houses we go to, so. we expect to see <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, they though. better have them yeah, yeah. out and ready to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> that's not weird to us. That's, no. that's, a, that's, that's a party trick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about who is your celebrity crush? Margot Robbie. Is that how you say her name? The um, Harley Quinn girl. Mm. Halle Berry. Really? Yeah. She's a bitch. Wow, she might be a bitch, but she's a she's, hot bitch. Um, she's also, they're also in an open. <laughs> Are they? No, wait, that's Jada Pickett yeah, Smith. Jada Never Jada. mind. I was thinking Jada Pickett Smith. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Halle Berry's really pretty. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I heard uh, Jada and Will are getting divorced now. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I last heard. Yeah, Is but it, I do know that. Aren't they always getting divorced? I know. I've heard that they're swingers in yeah, every that's marriage. True. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that. Yeah. See, and I heard that too, so... I, used, I don't know if you know my background, but I used to edit movies and TV shows, and I was working on a movie and had Will Smith in it, and someone at work had told me that story, and apparently it was true, and this was back in like 05, 06, mm-hmm. and I never believed it. I was like, no, no way, not Will Smith, <laughs> yeah. but I'm pretty sure they were pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think she's actually came out publicly and talked about Her sleeping yeah, with yeah. someone else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how about, um, what do you want to be remembered for? Being a good advocate for the lifestyle. And a good mama. Yeah. I think, you know, if we can affect a positive change for this community, I think that's that's a, that's a big goal for, for both of us mm-hmm. at this point. And finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? I know mine. Who is it? You can't steal mine. Mine's Mama Tot. Oh, yeah. I do like Mama Tot. <laughs> I do like Mama. She's up there. You're just probably that makeup. What's that makeup girl's name? Michaela. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's my favorite. I just like her tips for makeup. But yeah, Mama's hot. Like, as far as, like, a human being. I don't know I if think... you follow Mama Todd, but she's she's pretty special. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I like yeah, I'm going to have to look her up. Mama. Yeah. So it's M-O-M-M-A-T-O-T? Something like but that. But her, her name's, like, Shoe Lover or something. 99, yeah. yeah. She just lost her son. Okay. Her son got murdered, and it was really, really sad. Yeah, so. she's from oh, the South. Geez. She's from somewhere in Alabama, mm-hmm. and she, she talks just like Lacey talks, but yeah. she's older. You know, I don't know. No, she's 40, babe. Okay. Okay, well, she's, and, but she she's, just looks older than me. <laughs> she used to do all these very inspirational, like, just sit down and kind of talk to you, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, very inspirational. She's also very LGBTQ. Friendly, yeah. Friendly, um, just like a good person, yeah. Oh. And she recently... Like I said, her son recently died. It was pretty tragic. He's murdered. He was and... murdered in a drug, some kind of drug-related mm-hmm. incident, it seems like. And it's it wow. just, 
I mean, yeah. I loved her way before all that, but then seeing her go through all that and sharing it, and she's been very open and yeah. raw and, 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 you know, open with it, and she's just a great person, mm-hmm. so yeah, you should go follow her. See if you can get her on the show. Yeah, I will definitely do that. I will definitely I know. do that. She actually uh, made a video about swingers. She's like, if they're not bothering you, why do you worry about yeah, them? She did. And I was like, we should so have her on the podcast. I think she's way too big for us. I don't think she would like. Yeah, she's up to like seven million or something. Yeah, she's now. huge. Never say never. I've gotten <laughs> no. some really out of my league people on this podcast. So really? Never say never. <laughs> okay, we're gonna send her an email. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on, guys. This has been a blast. I'm really glad we finally got to do this. Lacey, I could stop bugging you all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is great. Like I said before, you guys are doing great things. Uh, You have so much to offer and so much to give, and I love that about you guys, and your energy is great, and I hope to one day meet you guys in person. Yeah, you got to come to an event. Bring your wife. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that, absolutely. Thank you again. You guys are welcome on here anytime. And if you have any questions or anything, and before we go, actually, you guys should go ahead and uh, plug your websites and your TikTok and everything so all the listeners can find you. Yeah, so pretty much if you want to follow us, because our accounts and stuff do change so much, the easiest way to do it is to go to theswingnation.net, theswingnation.net, and uh, you can find links to all of our all of our social media platforms, all of our TikTok accounts and stuff from there. So that's, that's the easiest way to find us. And your podcast is on any podcast platform, correct? Yep. You can go on any any of the big podcast platforms and just search The Swing Nation and you'll, you'll find us there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, guys, and I hope you have a wonderful night. All right. Thank Thanks. you. All right. Bye-bye. A tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. Hello, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Dan and Lacey amazing people and i think that you know when it comes to the swinging lifestyle so many people have it twisted and that's why i've had a few guests on here that participate in that lifestyle even though i'm not in that lifestyle i find it very interesting to talk to people in that lifestyle because i think people that don't understand what it's all about they finally get to hear some people talk about it that live in that lifestyle And hopefully, you know, it gets more accepted because I don't think it's necessary for or actually anybody's business really to judge somebody based on what they do in their free time. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. And as always, I have another fantastic guest next week. So guys, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye bye now.